Welcome to the Know, Like, Trust podcast for real estate professionals. In this podcast, you'll discover what it takes to establish know, like, and trust, and connect with the right people for success in real estate. If you're a marketing strategist, real estate agent, or another professional in the real estate space, and you're interested in building a referral-based business, you're in the right place. Here are your hosts, Betty Russo and Christine George. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the No Leg Trust Podcast. I'm Christine George. And I'm Betty Russo. Before we get started, we want you to know that we're changing our format just a little bit. So stay tuned until the very end of our podcast to check it out and let us know what you think. Well, today we're really excited to be talking with Cindy Carava of Remax Resources in Southern California. Cindy, hi, ladies. Hi. hi, Cindy. <laughs> hi, Cindy. We're so happy to have you here. And you know what? I just want to tell everyone that you so graciously took us up on the challenge and you did the core value exercise. Uh, we're super excited to hear your thoughts. First of all, a little bit about you, Cindy. I'm going to talk you all up to our listeners and then we'll Thank get going. You. So yeah, Cindy is a lifelong resident of Southern California and has lived in the San Gabriel Valley the entire time. So she currently lives in Glendora, California with her husband and has two grown daughters. Cindy and her husband had been flipping homes for 26 years with an agent friend of theirs when Cindy finally decided it was time for her to get her license. Cindy has been licensed for over seven years, and now she's absolutely loving what she does. She serves the San Gabriel Valley, Inland Empire, and parts of North County, San Diego, her second home where her husband is also in the thoroughbred race horse industry. Wow. <laughs> so thank you, Cindy, for joining us. We're really excited to have you here, and uh, we, we can't wait to hear what you have to say. Well, thank you guys uh, for having me on the show. I am so deeply honored and just so excited to be here. So thank you guys so much. Appreciate that. Oh, our pleasure. All right. So before we get into it, Cindy, let's just do a quick review of the core values exercise. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to episode three, you definitely want to go back, listen to episode three with Deborah Trapin for the full conversation about core values. I'm going to try to just give a a little snippet of everything she talked about. She was amazing. So core values are the guiding principles that dictate behavior. When you're aligned with your core values, you're able to give your best yes and your most confident no. So in Deborah's core values exercise, you actually identify 11 out of over, I think it was over a hundred words that resonate the most with you. And then you prioritize them and you rank them and you identify actions to incorporate them into your goals and into your daily life. So Cindy, let's talk about that. Yes. First, tell us about your experience doing the exercise. I'm curious to know what the experience was like for you and how did it feel? It was a game changer. I, I've got to be honest with you. I think, Betty, you talked about it in the last podcast was that um, it was definitely eye-opening uh, as it was for me. Um, I thought, I thought in air quotes, um, that I knew what my core values were. But after exploring and completing the exercise, it definitely became more of a aha moment because it made me go back and look at all those words. And I think, Betty, I must have revised my list probably three times. So, 
you know, went from about 30 words down to 20 and then down to my 11 and then going back and putting them, Christina, as you said, into a priority of what's number one, what's number two, what's number three was really hard um, because there were so many that came to the forefront. But I think I'm really happy with my list. Um, I think it. I'm really happy I did the exercise. It actually made me think, you guys, about a great quote from one of my favorite movies. It was a 1997 rom-com, Gross Point Blank, uh, with John Cusack and Mimi Driver. This exercise was like a Shakabuko moment, uh, which Mimi Driver talks about, which is a swift spiritual kick to the head that alters your reality forever. Oh that's what God. it was like for me. Description. <laughs> that's, that's what it was sweet. like for me. It was like somebody hit me over the head. Like I kept thinking, I know my core values. I know my core values. I know my core. But then doing this exercise was my shakabuko moment. Like, oh, wow. Um, and then rearranging those to really define who I am. So that was really cool, actually. And I was very happy that I listened to your podcast and then listened to Katie's on Monday that she actually had uh, Deborah on as well. So yeah, it's been awesome. Oh my God. That's so, it sounds like it just was so moving for you and it just kind of reset your compass, I guess. Completely reset me. Exactly. Christine. Let's get into your core values. Tell us, maybe tell us what the top 11 were and then tell us what your top three were and why, why you picked them. My 11 and not in any particular order. And I will go back and share with you. My top three is connection, compassion, authenticity, integrity, efficiency, family, friendship, perseverance, achievement, success, making a, a difference, family, friends, positive attitude, well-being. Um, some of those overlap, obviously. Um, but interesting enough, Christine, you and I share a lot of the same. And Betty, you and I share a lot of the same. And it's no surprise that, you know, that we do have very similar ones. Okay, so what are your top three? So my top three is, it's, it's, a, it's a neck and neck tie, um, is positive attitude and well-being um, would be number one for me. Number two for me would be family, friendship, clients, all on one. Uh, and then three would be making a difference in, 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 you know, in my clients' lives or my family's lives or other people around me. So I'm going to dig into that a little bit because I, I have something I want to share with you. Talk a little bit about why you picked those three as your top ones. So I started with the positive attitude, well-being, kind of like I said, neck and neck. Um, because about 21 years ago, um, I was very ill, um, and I was diagnosed with a severe autoimmune disease. In fact, I have three of them. It really woke me up to, wow, I I need to take a hard look at my life and stop being, you know, I think when we're young and we're raising children, you know, we try to be, we try to be all to everybody. I was trying to be a super mom. I didn't say no to anything. I never took time for myself. I was just going on a few hours of sleep. I was eating very poorly. I was super active as a stay-at-home mom. You know, I was running to soccer practice and dance practice and, 
you know, cheer practice and all these things. And my health took a huge toll. And I'm actually on an injectable medication where I give myself an injection um, once a month for the rest of my life. But that being said, um, and I'm healthy and I feel great. I realized that my well-being and having a positive attitude is everything. You know, fast forward to now, you know, and knowing this of what happened 21 years ago, now I take time for myself. I know my body so much better now that what it needs and I listen to it. You know, I feel better. I have more energy. I can be, you know, okay. You know, I can feel great and I can carry on my day. You know, it definitely doing this exercise of, you know, um, you know, my core values, it really kind of reinforced what's so important to me um and definitely the well-being and having a positive attitude definitely is at the top of my list i like um, how you put positive attitude up there because it's so true that your attitude i mean can totally change so many things you know oh my gosh the way you handle things whether you're positive or negative makes such a huge big difference i think it has a big effect on your health yeah, right. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. And I just know for a fact that, you know, if I don't do all these things, this is not my top priority. I can't be the best version of myself. You know, um, I, you know, I need to take care of myself first so I can be present and give my all, give my 110% to my family, my friends and my clients. So that's why I chose well-being positive attitude as my number one, um, which I think for me is most important. So everything else, like Christine, you said it in the podcast last time, everything else kind of goes under that then. So what, you know, it's so interesting that you say that, Cindy, and I, 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 I absolutely love it um, because it's so true. It's almost like putting your oxygen mask on first, you know, it's yes. like you can't, right. You can't help anybody else unless you help yourself first. And so for me, and I think Betty was at least similar in the family piece, my top three were you know, family, friends, and I can't remember what the third one was, but down, it was well-being, right? And then down the line, I had balance and connection as well. And after Deborah listened to our episode, she actually got in touch with me and she said, you know what, Christine? She said, I think well-being, balance, and connection are your top three because they enable you to be able to do what you want and prioritize your family and friends. And an interesting thing she said, and I And I think it's like, it sort of hit me square in the head because I think it's true. As women, we often think like, oh, we have to put our family and friends first because, you know, otherwise that's what women do. Otherwise we might feel guilty. And I'm like, you know what? I think she's right. Like, and you're (laughs) you're on it, Cindy, right? You're like, my well-being is my top thing. And I think, I think you and Deborah are onto something. (laughs) No, in fact, I heard her talk about that with Katie uh, at the end of uh, Coffee with Katie on Monday. I heard her talking about that, and it just made me feel like, oh, okay, okay, good. I'm I'm not off. This is okay. I, it's okay to put me first because that way I can serve others better. Yes, yes. It's okay to put me first so I can serve others better. I love it. I know you're writing that down, Christine. I know. <laughs> <laughs> And then definitely diving into family, you guys, Um, definitely it's um, definitely, I would say just changing kind of how the things I've done, how I've done things over, over the years, you know, 
taking those, you know, maybe I've got a task that has to be done, you know, and I, I will ask myself, you know, can that be shifted to another time or day? You know, um, yeah, I know we're all really busy. We're right now, the market is insane everywhere across the nation. So, you know, Betty, Christine, me, you know, we're all writing offers. We're showing clients, we're showing properties, but it's, you know, it's okay maybe to shift a task, you know, put something in the morning instead of in the evening or vice versa. Betty, I loved on your podcast, you talked last time about, you know, you were running out the door and G was like, mom, you know, you want to go for a walk, you know, yes. and you did take that time, you know, and, mm -hmm. and taking those little moments, you know, to be with family and how important that is, you know, and I think, you know, for so long, I was guilty of that, you know, and not just working as a realtor, but just, you know, being a mom, you know, um, and I, so now I kind of find myself, you know, readjusting, you know, reassessing and doing that same kind of, you know, little things like that, you know, um, if I know that I've got to do something at the office later in the afternoon, I might take the morning to go hang out with my youngest daughter and run errands with her or vice versa. I'll, you know, go in the office in the morning and hang out with her in the afternoon. My husband is self-employed as well as I am. So a lot of times our family time is a lunch date. You know, we're going to lunch instead of going to dinner, you know, and so just trying to make those adjustments, you know, in our lives um, is really definitely been a key factor for, for me and, and for us, definitely. Has that been something that you've already been doing or is that something that you're doing since you're doing the core values exercise? Um, it was something that we honestly, Betty, that we were doing beforehand, but definitely, definitely doing the exercise reinforced. Mm -hmm. This is how I should be doing things. I'm on the right page. This is how we should be doing things. You know, definitely, you know, saying no to things a little bit more easier now, things like that. Definitely it has reinforced what I'm doing is I'm going on the right path. I'm going on the right journey. What I love about that, Cindy, is that I think where where we get stuck often is we have an idea in our head or we have we tell ourselves these stories about the way things are supposed to be or what they're supposed to look like so for example when you said you know your your lunch time with your husband your lunch date with your husband was your now it's your family time when you can be flexible and consider that you know, just shift, shift the story in your brain or shift the expectation that it doesn't, family time doesn't have to be at six o'clock at the table in the kitchen, having dinner together. It can be a lunch date with your husband yes. on a Wednesday. You know, I mean, it, I, I think so often we get caught up in these stories we tell ourselves about the way things are supposed to be. And if we can shift that bring some flexibility into play, then man, we can have everything we want. Yes. And be happier too. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's a great takeaway, really. Being flexible and not focusing so much on how things are supposed to be. Yes. You know, but how they work best for us. Yeah. And, you know, and maybe, you know, how I do things, you know, doesn't work for you, Betty, or doesn't work for you, Christine, or, or my friends down the street, but it works for us. And, and I need to acknowledge that and continue to do that. So it does continue to be a good time for us. In fact, we actually did it yesterday on Wednesday. <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. 
So Cindy, how do you relate all of this to know, like, and trust when it comes to your business? You know, I think as I, as I said, you know, um, you know, having my core values kind of now reset for me um, and just having that constant reminder of who I am and, you know, does it align with, with my day, my week, my month? Um, you know, mm-hmm. this is always going to be a work in progress, of course. This is not something that we learn one day and, you know, it's perfect. No, you know, we're going to always work at this and, and refine and reset, reassess, you know, um, and it's okay, you know, um, and, and it, I think definitely it, um, I know Deborah talked about this, that it has definitely given me what she calls a confidence compass, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how, as I said earlier, you know, how I can be the best version of myself, you know, for my clients, for my family, for my friends, you know, um, we need that, you know, we need that kind of that reassessment, that reset button, so to speak, hitting that red reset button, you know, just like I said, being the best that we can. And sometimes that comes from deep soul searching or doing an exercise like, like this. Absolutely. You know what I love about what you're saying? I mean, uh, it is so important to, to reassess and to really dig deep and, and know who we are. I don't think, I just get the impression, I could be wrong, but I get the impression that a lot of people don't work on themselves. I think some people just go through life not not doing this, not knowing what their core values are. I, I think everybody should know. I think everybody should take that time to reflect. You're right, Betty. I think a lot of us walk around you know, just sort of numb to what's going on. I mean, we're so bombarded with so many messages over the course of a day. Mm-hmm. And we're just kind of going through the motions. We're going through the exactly. motions. And I think if we can, Betty, what you did with Gianna was just a perfect example of the things that make you the happiest are not big. They're small. In fact, it's taking a yeah. walk with your daughter around the lake. You know, I mean, it's, having lunch with your husband on a Wednesday, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's the little things it's taking a walk and hearing the birds, you know, <laughs> I mean, such yeah. a birder, you know, I, I think it's the little things. And I think it, all it takes is, is noticing, you know, yeah, just noticing. no, definitely. And making those little changes. And that's the thing, you guys, it's just the little changes that, you know, sometimes can make the biggest differences. So Cindy, totally off topic, but I'm really intrigued that you and your husband are involved in the thoroughbred race horse industry. I know that's what he does for a living, but you're involved to some extent, right? Tell us about it. I am. Yes. Um, so just to give you guys a background, um, it's it's been a family business since like the 1940s and the 1950s. Um, his grandparents were owners of racehorses. And then his dad was a trainer, mostly up in the San Francisco Bay Area. And then my husband took out his trainer's license when he was 18 years old when we met. We have been together for going on 36 years next month and married 29 years. So we have been together his whole career. Um, He had his first win um, at Santa Anita, uh, which is in Arcadia, California, when he was 19 years old. So it's been a very illustrious career. Um, He just recently, uh, about a year ago, after many years and many wins, over a thousand wins in his career, uh, decided to change gears. Um, he loves the horses. He loves the atmosphere of the industry. So he is now uh, what we call a jockey agent. 
So you guys think Tom Cruise and Jerry Maguire, where uh, Tom Cruise plays a sports agent. Well, that's basically what my husband Jack does now. He is a sports agent to one of the jockeys. Uh, his jockey is Tyler Bays. Um, they've been friends for a very long time. It was a definite change that was needed for us. And uh, it's been great. And I think, believe it or not, it struck a lot of core values with him, even though I didn't even know the exercise a year ago. But um, having him shift gears and change his occupation, still staying in the industry, but changing his occupation, he is, he realized, you know, what was important to him. You know, um, his health, you know, was absolutely important, his well-being um, and family time. And so with that change that he did about a year ago, he's less stressed. Um, he's eating cleaner and healthier like me. And there's just more time for us, you know, or as a family with our girls. Um, so it's been, like I said, even though we didn't know about, you know, my core value exercise, I'm happy that you know, it has become a part of his life as well. And to talk about our businesses coming together, um, our worlds definitely do collide. Um, and they collide actually very efficiently. Um, most of my uh, husband's uh, friends and, you know, and colleagues, you know, like I said, he's been doing this. He's been in the industry for almost 36 years. You know, most, a lot of people know him. A lot of people know him across the country. Um, so our last name uh, being Carava is not uh, not very common. So a lot of people know me um, because of him. Um, I, we've, like I said, we've been together forever. So it's kind of natural for some of the jockeys I've worked with, with some of the trainers I've worked with, or some even horse owners that I work with. They already know me because of my husband. They like me because of my husband. And now they're trusting me with their most important purchases uh, of buying a home. It's It's been really a fun, you know, a fun ride for sure. Um, definitely our paths crossed. In fact, some of my clients have that have bought homes with me now own a piece of racehorses. But um, it's really fun. And it's it's been, um, it's really, really good. So definitely being able to help people, like I said, in the industry, buy or sell homes. Um, I also have done a lot of leases uh, for people, especially during summer right now, in fact, uh, during the Del Mar meet. Um, after Santa Anita closes in Arcadia in the end of June, we head down to the San Diego area in Del Mar. And so I've helped a lot of um, our friends with rentals down there for the meet. So um, definitely. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun and I sell properties down there as well. So it sounds like what your husband does for a living, um, that, that is so personal. Uh, it sounds like it's, it's your, really a lifestyle almost. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Definitely. Definitely. Yes, wow. it is. We travel quite often because, How fun um, is that? yeah, exactly. It is. It's uh, you, we always have to keep up with, okay, where we are now, where, where's the next place we're going to, you know, mm -hmm. um, he trains mostly, or at least we work in California um, when he was training all the time. Um, you know, he was running horses in Florida. He was running horses in Kentucky. He was running horses in Arizona and um, other places as well. So um, it was always really exciting, you know, to go with him, you know, whenever he would run in other places. That I think that's fun. so interesting, um, you know, and, and how you said, like, a lot of people know your husband and they know you because of the name through him. But, you know, they apparently know, like, and trust him. And there's a reason for that. You know, he's bringing his his best self to the table and you are too right alongside. So I, I think that's so perfect. I mean, 
we we talk about so many different things when we talk about no like and trust um but you know at the core of it is being your best self and being your best self and showing that to to the people that are around you and attracting the right people and apparently you're doing something right girl <laughs> thank you Re- really nice that was i love the way you say it betty it's just you you know how to wrap up what we're doing just so beautifully Oh, Um, thank you. You're so welcome. (laughs) Um, So, Cindy, how do you feel about some rapid fire questions? I'm on, girl. Go for it. You ready? (laughs) I'm ready. What was your best subject in school? Science. Ooh. Because um, what you guys don't know, uh, and sorry, Betty, that I didn't send you this part of me, too, because when I finished uh, school, high school, I went uh, to a little bit of college and I have a medical background. So for 10 years, I worked um, as a nurse. And so I worked in the OR, the ER, urgent cares, hospitals, doctor's offices. So um, science was always a a huge draw for me. I loved science. Um, That was probably my best subject. Um, Wow. Liked, did not like math at all, um, but really loved science. I loved Spanish. Um, I used to be fluent in Spanish, uh, but as they say, if you don't practice it, you lose it. Uh, So I can get by, but um, not as fluent as I used to be, especially when I was working in the hospitals. Um, This was before we were married and before we had kids. Um, I worked with a lot of nurses that did speak Spanish. So they were always constantly having me practice with them, which was great. I loved it. Oh, I love it. All right. What is this movie quote from? You ready? Got it. I like them apples. (laughs) I know I've heard it. Ah, but struggling to remember the movie. You're going to have to give me a little more clues. What is it? Goodwill Hunting. Uh-huh. Oh, great movie. Great, great movie. movie. That's great movie. Yeah. Favorite. All right. Definitely one of my my top tens for sure. Yeah. So coming from Southern California, if a movie was made of your life, who would play you? Oh. Hmm. I've always loved two people, uh, Julia Roberts or mm-hmm. Jennifer Aniston. I, I don't know Jennifer why. Anderson. I just, those two just really resonate like with me. Them. I can see Julia Roberts playing you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can yeah. see that. Because she's got spunk. She's got yeah. spunk, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, And I, I, I think I just have liked so many different of her roles. She always just seems to be authentic, you mm-hmm. know, funny. Yeah, she could be corny, but yeah. always good to the soul, good-hearted. Um, yeah, yeah. Good hearted. And, and, and I, I resonate with that. I love that she's a little awkward too. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like just a little goofy. I love it. All right. Yeah. Um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Oh, gosh. Okay. That's uh, an easy one, actually. Growing, when my kids were growing up, and I know, Betty, you can relate to this having two girls as well. Um, and they're going through all their stages, you know, they're, they're infants, you know, and they're learning how to walk and then they're learning how to talk or vice versa and you're home. And all you can think about is, oh God, I cannot wait till they are in school. And so you have your days back. Um, 
And I remember my mom and dad, who are, are both gone now, saying to me, Cindy, hang on to this time. It goes super fast. Enjoy every moment mm-hmm. because it does go very fast. And before a blink of an eye, they were out of school. They were out of high school. They were out of college. My youngest is married. Yeah. Oh, I and have the skills because it is just so crazy how fast it goes. It does. It's and you know, and when we're in it and we're stressing and we're tired and we're running our kids around here and there and everywhere, we want that next step. We want in it and yes. now I wish I could have those years back. And not that I regret anything, but I just my parents were right. It goes so fast. Mm-hmm. Yep. So true. Yeah. Um, all right. Who would you most like to meet, dead or alive? Mm, I have a few and they're all music related because I love music. Um, probably would be four of my top would be, um, and not any particular order would be Freddie Mercury, Jim Morrison, um, Elvis and Johnny Cash. What was the second second one? one? Uh, Jim Morrison. Okay. from, uh, From the doors. All right. And the final rapid fire is what are you most grateful for? <sighs> that's a hard one. That's a hard one. That's, that's, uh, that's a tough one. I would have to say my husband, um, you know, my family for sure. Um, this has been an interesting journey for me. Um, like I said, you know, worked in the medical field for, you know, about 10 years, Stayed home for 20 years to be a stay-at-home mom. And then um, when my oldest was in college, my little one was headed that way in a year um, and wondering what I was going to do with my life. You know, what is my next chapter? Um, And like I said in, in Betty's bio that she did of me, you know, we had been flipping homes and we had a friend helping us do it. Uh, And then it was like, well, maybe I could be doing this. So, you know, getting my license at 47, 48 years old, um, you know, I'm old to the game, you know, I, I, you know, but I can tell you, you know, you can teach old dog new tricks. I am living proof of it. But um, I'm very grateful for the support that my family and especially my husband gave me and challenged me and encouraged me to do, you know, to follow my dreams, to see where it was going to take me. Um, and I'm very, very, very happy um, that I did. And I love what I do. I am passionate about what I do. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a great ride. So I'm very thankful for them and very grateful. So Cindy, if you had one last bit of advice to give to our listeners, all wrapped up into one minute, what would you say? Okay. One, two, three, go. Do the exercise. Be who you are. Be authentic. It's okay. You're not going to be everyone's cup of tea, and that's okay. Thank you, Katie Lance, for that. Um, I always like to share my mantra, which is a great quote from uh, Maya Angelou. Success is liking yourself, liking what you do, and liking how you do it. I think this definitely fits into the no like, trust, or factor very well. If you do something you love and you're passionate about, everything else will fall into place, much like the no like, trust factor. Oh, my God. You're hired. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, girls. You're awesome, Cindy. That, That was great. 
Thank you so much for that. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, I loved talking to you and hearing uh, how your experience was and your background and all of that. So awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you guys. It was a pleasure. For everyone out there who's listening, if you're enjoying our podcast, please do us a favor and leave us a review and share this out with your friends. Thanks so much. And thanks again, Cindy. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Christine, for having me. It was so fun, you guys. Loved it. Have a great day. Loved it. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, we'd love it if you subscribe and leave a review. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, please reach out to Christine or Betty on social media for consideration. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Please join us next time for another insightful conversation on incorporating know, like, and trust into your business.